0: I'm super stoked to be sitting down with you. I'm here with the uber-talented Casey Russell oh, thank you. of the Magic Beans, one of my favorite keyboardists of all time, honestly. It's like wow. Corey thank Henry and you. you.
1: Oh, wow. Funk. Yeah, is, I put don't you, even put me on so that. I,
0: you are on that level for me, man.
1: That's very cool. And, thank uh, you. He's one of the greatest. He was better than me when he was like four. Oh my, than I that, am now. Okay, yeah. when he was four years old, I bet he was crushing keys.
0: That before, For yeah. sure, yeah. But uh, I, I describe your music as, or your style of piano playing as like funk mixed with, like how else would you describe your style?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, it, funk is like my, I th- I think of myself as a really rhythmic player and that's kind of the most important part of like funk music. It's like, where are the rhythms? Where are, the, where are you laying out? Where's, what's the pocket? And that's, so that's kind of where, I think my strengths are. I like funk music. I like singing soul songs, love Whoa. songs. Yeah. Kind of old. I think I recently have gotten more into like an old school vibe of of music that I like to write. And,
0: Interesting. Yeah. When did you first start getting into music? How how old were you? Sorry. No, it's fine.
1: Yeah. Um say that again.
0: Yeah, no, Hey, that's all part of it, baby. Hell yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I so my dad's a musician. Um, He released his first record when he was 14 years old, and he is 72, and he's still gigging, so it's been in my blood. Um, I always kind of played instruments. I played um, guitar first and bass when I probably starting in like fifth grade, and then when I got into high school, I got obsessed with bluegrass and started playing banjo and mandolin. I kind of took that seriously. I wasn't really gigging. I was like when I was living back in Minneapolis. Okay. Um, And then when I moved here, I moved into the house that became the Magic Beans. It was like very early on. I think they had had one show before I joined the band. And my brother gave me a keyboard uh, before I moved out here. So I had like a loop pedal and I would loop stuff on the keyboard. So I kind of had like a, a beginning grasp on the chords and stuff. And then when I moved into the Beans house, they needed a keyboard player in the band and I had one so then that's kind of how I started the keyboard venture and then now that's my thing full time yeah that was it used to be a cool story being like like two years three years into the band people be like how long have you been playing and i be like when i joined the band <laughs> yeah, right. just like two years and oh now and i'd be like feel cool because i was like pretty good and now i'm like it's 12 years down the road i'm like it's not a cool story anymore. it's not like cool it should be, it's should still, be better <laughs> it's still cool dude
0: was there like a music scene in indianapolis or minneapolis oh minneapolis minnesota minnesota let's go yeah. i love Minnesota. Yeah.
1: absolutely man um g- insanely awesome music scene there uh prince prince from minneapolis oh wow. we got bob dylan we got others. Um But yeah, when I was young, maybe like eighth, getting into ninth grade, when I was about 15 or 16, I went to my first, like, what were my first? My first ever concert was uh The Darkness. Mm. I believe in a thing called love. Just let's do the rhythm of the heart. <laughs> that song. And then The Offspring in, like, eighth grade. Mm. And then I started seeing, like, I got into like, of course, as everybody did, Dave Matthews' band, started seeing them. And then when I was 16, I saw, I started getting into like the whole jam band thing. I went to my first festival, which was 10,000 Lakes in, uh, 10,000 Lakes Festival in Detroit Lakes, which was all the, you know, it's like Phil Lesh and Friends, Trey Anastasio Band, String Cheese Incident, Yonder, Mountain String Band. And once I kind of saw that, that just took over my life and I just, started being obsessed with music more from the perspective of a fan as opposed to like a musician because i wasn't working but the only thing i did throughout all of high school like socially just go to concerts and then it's a big part of why i moved out to colorado too is the music scene was so good here but and then now when i look back there's so it was such a rich culture of music fans and that's like really where the heart of a music scene is, is people who come out to see the music mm. and that yeah minneapolis is Wow. And you
0: were it. playing, like, in addition to watching, you were also playing, like, Not piano? really
1: back then. I, it, it, when I was coming up, like, in high school, I was playing, like, with my friends, like, in backyards and stuff. Uh, playing, like, like, I saw Yonder, got obsessed with bluegrass, and bailiff Fleck and the Flecktones too, kind of discovered them at the same time. Started messing around with mandolin with my friends, but I didn't really do it as a profession until I moved out here, which was in 2010.
0: And so you had never played keyboard before then.
1: A little bit, like I said, the looping. Like, okay, got yeah, it. Yeah. Okay,
0: wow. And then immediately, were you starting to play like this kind of like funk, like "Finding the Pocket" kind of rhythmic style, or?
1: I think so. Yeah, it was super. I was obsessed with jam bands, and that's what the Magic Beans are for sure. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, I think that that was kind of what I found was my strength early on.
0: Yeah. And then did you guys quickly, you know what I think is funny about you guys group is that you guys actually sound like magic beans. Like when you're playing, like it sounds,
1: I don't know. I, I, oh, don't, I like that. I don't know if anyone no, else is with me on that. I don't know if anyone else has said that, but yeah. I like that. It's so magic <laughs> bean to me. It's like, I just, yeah. I visualize magic beans. It's fun. We're a very fun band. It's like, I, I Oh can my see gosh.
0: That. Yeah. So this past weekend we all saw you, I was at a bachelor party. There were like 12 of us. Yeah. We you, all went.
1: Yeah. You were at a bachelor party. <laughs> yeah, uh, You guys are all wearing the captain's hats. We were I believe, yeah. believe uh, you're brand asked me to sign his t-shirt and he, i pulled up his shirt and i signed signed his nipple his yeah. pretty much yeah. yeah
0: that was amazing we got a great <laughs> video of that but yeah super fun the whole time like so vibe, like every you could just feel it in the entire audience
1: yeah everyone's feeling the music that was that was a good show man that was a that was really fun for us the motet was headlining and they're just the best colorado band there is eminence ensemble too are just our homies we've been playing with them for 10 years 10 plus years and um, and yeah, the vibe there, that venue is just so beautiful. It just brings it out of you. Everybody there is in such a good mood. It just yeah. made it easy. This so. is the
0: Dylan Amphitheater. It's the right Dylan
1: Amphitheater, yeah.
0: Dylan Reservoir and the, on the Continental Divide. It's a really beautiful venue. Yeah, insane. Do you have a favorite venue? Is is Red Rocks? Red
1: Okay, yeah. Oh, wait, have <laughs> you
0: have you played at Red Rocks?
1: <laughs> we played one show at Red Rocks, yeah, with Lotus um, a few years back. Best day of my life. They let me sit in. Lotus let me sit in with. Uh, uh, with them on In Memory of Elizabeth Reed by the Allman Brothers, one of the highlights of my career.
0: Dude, what what is that energy like being on stage in front of an audience in Red Rocks?
1: It was the best. I mean, when we got up there, we, were, we hit at 6 o'clock, like first of 4, I think. And there was a lot of people there for us, which you don't always see for the first of four bands or whatever but so we felt humbled that our fans came out like that my dad was there and stuff and it was the best I mean the energy it was like it was quick we I think we did like an hour set maybe 45 minutes but it was just surreal man it's it's the yeah that's the goal of any Colorado musician is to play there yeah headline there man
0: do you do you get like nervous before a performance
1: usually no but that day I was okay for sure that was yeah I remember before the—I I was fine for our set. We had a—you know, we were feeling it. We were well-rehearsed. It was a quick set. Before I—before uh, I sat in with Lotus, though, I remember sitting on side stage just, like, doing breathing exercises and just trying to calm myself down. And then as soon as I got out there, it was fine. But that was wow. the last time I can remember being, like, real nervous.
0: Is that always your experience? Like, when you go out on stage, you just relax into the set or—
1: Yeah, I mean, I do it so much— uh, usually don't get nervous. Big shows like that, for sure, you'll get some butterflies. But as soon as as soon as soon you start, as soon as, like, if it starts off well, it's just gone. It just kind of flies by.
0: Wow. I, my friends asked me to play piano for their wedding, for their walk down the aisle. See,
1: that's the type of shit I get nervous for. Dude, I was <laughs> I, I I bombed. I, like, actually
0: bombed the performance. I ruined the wedding. <laughs> I, I
1: read, they got divorced <laughs> shortly <laughs> after. It's so, shortly a day, a day later.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, have you ever bombed a performance?
1: Man, I mean, under pressure like that, I don't know. I've that's I've done a couple wedding things where it's like during the ceremony, and that is high stress. And I don't think I bu- I didn't like ruin the wedding. I don't think any of those times. Um, but I've definitely like train wrecked some stuff. But usually at at a show, like it's like a rock show in a club and. Or, you know, at a venue and people are drinking, they're having fun. It's not, like, that awkward, you know what I mean? If you miss yeah. a change, it's like, as long as the energy is there, it's like,
0: bounce who back. cares? Yeah, yeah, who cares? Yeah. Are you And are you guys writing all of your own music? Is it all original stuff that you guys are doing?
1: Um, well, we definitely do covers, but primarily um, all original music, yeah. I think we have seven albums. We just released, a Magic Beans just released our most recent album called Unzipped, which is totally different than anything we've done before. It's all instrumental, and it's like lo-fi kind of hip-hop beats, and it's just way different than anything we've ever done. Kind of like we're, we're calling it like an alter ego kind of album. And we did it all in Scott, our guitar player, Scott Hashi. Did it all in his basement. Um, and we had a little bit in Minneapolis, too, actually, at a different studio. And yeah, so that that was very fun. It was like totally different, and we have a bunch of songs in the bank. We've already started recording the next one, and yeah.
0: What, what, what's your guys like process for making music
1: kind of varies normally um scott our guitar player will be probably has written the most songs and then probably me next but we all kind of and then like we all write songs by ourselves and then kind of bring it to the band and then have the other parts worked out as a group um That's how it mostly has been for the last album, though, for Unzipped. We did a lot of it, like, kind of just coming in together and coming up with an idea. And half the songs we kind of just wrote in the studio, we kind of do one song in a day. And then just figure it out learn it track it a few times so that was fun experience too we've we've written a handful of songs together but usually yeah it's one person okay. will craft it
0: and we're c- recording currently live in your studio here in Denver
1: studio Casey <laughs> studio Casey baby <laughs> I just named that yeah
0: yeah I love it <laughs> and is this where the magic beans record
1: um not re- no we've never recorded here uh, we'll do a lot some like remote stuff like for for um, Slice of Life, our last album before the instrumental one. Um, We did tracking in a studio, like we'll track at Scott's house. He has a really nice home studio in his basement. And then I'll take stuff here and do overdubs, which is just like recording parts after we do the live tracking. So once we get like the drums and the bass down solid, I'll come in here and then just stay up all night doing synth lines and stuff like that. And then, yeah, I've started producing like house kind of dance music. None of it's released yet um but I'll be doing that in here this is kind of just ideal for that
0: whoa so we got to stay tuned for some EDM like dance
1: <laughs> yeah 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 EDM whoa. yeah I don't call it that for oh, oh, reason, but oh, oh Is it, it, is, I mean, it might not be. It is, electronic dance okay. music. Is it sure. like house? Like what it's, style EDM? I don't know. I haven't released anything oh, yet. I'm mostly <laughs> just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. Um, but I'm mostly just like, most of the music I'm making in that way right now is just kind of teaching myself the software and just how to how to make it very well. And once I get that down a little bit better, I'll start actually releasing music, I think, under See? a moniker and DJing it. I go out and DJ sometimes, but I don't have any of my own music. Um but DJing is something I got into like over the pandemic. I went to like Mexico for like a month and saw a bunch of really cool producers and DJs and kinda got into it. And then my friend lent me his decks and i like practiced and so now i do that and i'm like out there and i'm like i wish i had my own music that i could play so whoa that's the next step
0: so you don't conform to like one genre of music
1: oh no not at all yeah, i'm simultaneously yeah I'm, I'm uh releasing my own record just casey russell and the something something a band um it's kind of all it's like eight tune record it's getting mixed right now it's all kind of old school soul funk music i've got uh like my dream band of jeff F., uh Jeff, oh my God, (laughs) Jeff Franca on the drums, Dan Africano on the bass. It was like, they both play with uh, Thievery Corporation, Denver guys, my buddy Taylor Frederick on guitar. And then I had uh, Benny Bloom from Lettuce and Nick Gerlach do some horn parts. Also, Paris... Fleming does a bunch of trumpet on it. Wrote a bunch of parts. He's with Harry Styles now, so it's like dream band of just local Denver musicians who are I look up to. Wow! So that's going to drop, and once that drops, I'll be probably the next thing I release will be like totally different.
0: So sick. How, how do you meet all these people?
1: Man, I'm just very lucky to be in the Denver music scene. When I move, I moved here in 2010, and I first moved to netherland colorado i was there for quite a while like five years i think and boulder for a couple years and back then denver wasn't even like popping like it is now like the the music scene in boulder was superior back then and now it's kind of it's i don't know if it's flip-flop like i think the the scene is still strong there with kind of a different scene of music with the younger kids but in denver it has become like the mecca for live music since i've been here and you see all the lettuce guys like people from all over adam deitch is moving from new york and moving to denver like all these cats are moving from la and from new york to denver and i was just kind of here working as that was developing so now i'm just super lucky there aren't like that many keyboard players you know so i've just been instilling myself in the scene here and there's so many good musicians and the culture of musicians around here is so positive everybody is it's like colorado like everyone's nice and willing to help each other out and collaborate and it's not like there's there's not like the ego that you might see in like new york or la not that i've been around those scenes but um, so, yeah, I've just been lucky to have been in the scene playing, and now it's so big, people keep moving here. I just have everybody's number, and I feel humbled when people will, will take my calls. Like, DJ Williams, best guitar player I've ever played with. He plays with Carl Denson's Tiny Universe. He's just a homie in Denver. I can call Benny Bloom to do a gig or record some parts for me, and he's just like, hell yeah, as long as you pay him, you know? Right, yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> that's what we do. So sweet. yeah. I've just been lucky to be here it was good timing I think for me
0: what do you what do you think about what is it about Denver that's attracting all these artists
1: here? It's just the people who come out man it's insane here uh like I said, how I was in high school where all I did was go to shows there's a lot of people here who do that. there's so many great venues oh also shout out the mission Ballroom I would say is my favorite indoor venue that I've ever been mm. to so both my favorite venues are Colorado and yeah, people just come out in droves. You, every band that co- is on tour, everyone's like, the- "Colorado's my second home." We were just laughing about that the other day, and it's because so many people, all the bands do well here because so many people come out to the shows, and people are excited to come play here. So that's like what it is. That's what that's the basis of it. it there's the creates the opportunity for the musicians.
0: Wow, do you feel like you're meant to do music? Like, are, do you feel like you're doing what you're meant to be doing? Right?
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's the only thing I think I could do. It's pretty much all I do. Yeah, I remember before this, you were me, like, do you have any other, like, uh, hobbies or anything you want to talk about that you do? That's important. I was like, no, I don't <laughs> Just music, socially yeah. and as my job. But yeah, for sure.
0: Is it just the feeling you get from playing music?
1: Yeah, man. It's the best. It's, I'm lucky that I get to do something that I love for a job. You know, it's a dream and it's... I think that it's important. I think people need music. Um, I certainly do. You know, I think it's helpful with just life in so many different ways. And yeah, lucky to be able to do it. And it's just like, I think it's what what I'm best at. And definitely following the footsteps of my pops. And it's just, yeah, it's my favorite shit ever. Wow. Like listening to it, going to see shows, doing it as a job, and all of it.
0: Like you, you mentioned before that you you thought of yourself as more of like someone observing the music and being a part of the music, not necessarily, you know, playing the music. Do you still think of yourself that way, or do you think of yourself as a musician? Oh,
1: now, yeah, that was when I was younger. Now I'm just full, fully musician. You know, normally I, I miss all the shows that I would have been going to ten years ago because I'm playing my own gigs now. So now, yeah, I'm I'm self. Proclaimed musician <laughs> wow. are are you
0: doing music full time like are there any other jobs that
1: yeah, my last real job was working at Eldora ski Mountain, and I quit that in like twenty fifteen or something so wow. just music since then
0: jeez man and no no looking back no no regrets about how things have evolved
1: no regrets, no looking back. I'm hoping for some more progress it's been a, a s- slow you know it's rough it's like it's a hard business to make money in but i don't really care about that because i get to do what i want to do and i mean you know i live in this house like we're fine you know (laughs) um so yeah it's it's a grind i'm definitely working my ass off right now trying to take it to the next level be a little bit more comfortable and but yeah no looking back for sure
0: because in my mind like being a musician is like one of the coolest things ever it's like is it yeah
1: is it, right it is that there's it's absolutely like you're right it's super fun you know and it's what i want to do it's a lot of work a lot of hours being on tour is is really rough especially nowadays post pandemic touring is is rough and there's a lot of hours i wouldn't trade it for anything else you know so there is that there is that other side but i think i'm built for it and I'm,
0: man Like, what would your advice be to a a young, aspiring artist or
1: just an up-and-coming artist? Practice. That's the most important thing. (laughs) Yeah, right? Uh, Yeah, just practice. I think that you got to do things from your heart. I think that that's what really shines through. I think if you're you're a creative, if you want to be creating something that you're truly passionate about— as opposed to something, maybe you're doing something that you think will, that other people will like. But if you don't really like it, I don't think it ever will really shine through. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think just be passionate about what you're creating. Make sure it's, like, from your heart and practice and just keep trying hard. And it takes a while to make it. i do not not considering myself as someone who's made it, but it takes a long time in this business. And you just kind of got to grind it out. But once you do, then it's just the dream, you know. Damn. Like, I think.
0: Well, like ultimately, (laughs) what are your aspirations in music? Like, will there ever be a time where you think you made it?
1: (laughs) That's a good question. Um, yeah. I think I think I will. And I think I don't know. Once I whatever I think that 10 years ago, thinking about right now, in my mind 10 years ago, I would have thought. That by this standard, I would have made it. But now, I don't feel like that. So who knows? You know what I mean? Oh. Um, I think I'm making it. I'm, ma- I'm making a living, you know? Um, I don't know if it's ever going to be easy-peasy coasting, but my goals are to just be able to have, you know, a couple different projects that I can tour with and sell a bunch of tickets and create music that people like and, you know, buy a house and maybe a two two houses yeah maybe why not four or five
0: (laughs) house everywhere Yeah, yeah exactly but do you want to like have you ever played in another country
1: um not really we haven't gone on a national we are on a international tour yet for as far as magic beans um i've done a little bit of playing in mexico just just a little bit just like sitting in with other bands um but that's that's a dream we're playing in Hawaii does that count yeah we'll count it we'll count it not a different country yeah, I know well, it's not a different country but it's be beautiful clear. hey hey shout out Hawaii but, Hawaii it's like pretty close yeah it's, <laughs>
0: <laughs> pretty far it's not yeah Good. not very close damn okay and then you just finished a recording or not a recording set but a practice session with Sean Echols
1: yes Andy Frasco. shout out Sean Eccles. shout out Andy Frasco yeah we're doing a duo set just we both do so many solo sets all around town we're both just like grinding trying to bring some paper home you know and uh we were just talking about it and we were like we should do a gig and we were talking about it forever and then we finally lined it up and it's, it's exciting we we both sent each other the tune list. i was like here's 20 tunes or whatever he sent me 20 and we both knew all of the uh, tunes on each other person's list so we we're like this is meant to be Sick. Right, yeah
0: is he one he, of those guys that oh sorry to interrupt no, you but is he on. one of those guys that you met in like the the Colorado Denver music scene or
1: um i met him through Andy Frasco's band uh, cuz we we've been playing with Frasco for I think the first show together would have been at a festival maybe like eight or eight or nine years ago or something like that. So, um, yeah, I, I, that's how I initially met him. And he is just a legend. He's like, he was doing COVID, like during COVID, he was doing solo streams just like from his studio like this. And he did like, like an hour a week or something, like never d- repeated a song. He's like a jukebox. He knows like every song. And he can sing his ass off. He's like a true rock star. You know what I mean? Ooh. When You see him up there. He is like long, sweaty hair, fucking just owning it, shredding. Wow, epic! You <laughs> look yeah.
0: like a rock star up there, man. You look like you're always in your element. You got your shades on. Thank you. Just it was last. It was
1: okay. outside. We were outside. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, man. You just look so like confident, comfortable, like happy. Thank you. Yeah, that's my experience that's of like hear. seeing
1: you. I have no idea what I look like. I usually look uncomfortable in pictures and stuff, but I'm comfortable. Though. You look comfortable this <laughs> past weekend. I'll say that,
0: man. Thank and you. you guys, you guys, the beans, you guys have some very like faithful, loyal fans.
1: We do, man. We have a very incredible fan base. Um, there's a lot of people. Who really like us and it's it's humbling and it's just makes it's it's emotional um we have a lot of people who, who would probably say we're their favorite band and it's probably just not about the music it's just about like partially about that but it's about the scene and the environment at the shows and a lot of people have kind of met through our band in the crowd and become best friends we have a great community it's amazing
0: wow like yeah. how would you describe the bean fan
1: uh, like uh, you know a bunch of hippies who love jams. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh, you guys! Wow! Yeah. <laughs> no, man. not just that. I don't know. There's a lot of and a lot of people like who I met as fans have become some of my best friends too. You know, so it's a it's a special thing. Damn,
0: man. Do you think of uh, outside of music? Do you think of like the meaning of everything? Like you know, what are we? What are we on this earth mm. for? You know? Deep,
1: deep. Yeah, man. But I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. I think. A lot of it, to me, (laughs) speaking of hippies, is to, like, just seek joy and try to do good.
0: Oh, I love that. I
1: know that sounds cliche, but I mean it genuinely, sincerely. Yeah. I don't know. It's a tough one. I don't know if we can answer that. I think you nailed
0: it. Seek the joy. No, (laughs) Seek the
1: joy, yeah. I think it's important to find what makes you happy and try to be a positive influence and help other people be happy, too.
0: Damn. Right? Yeah, no. We grew up going to a summer camp, and that was like the phrase, the catchphrase was "seek the joy of being alive." All so, right, so, there so we go. I, I, like, they figured it out. They yeah. figured it. Yeah, they figured it out. <laughs> but I know I, I like really connect with that. Yeah, I, uh, I can't think of another reason that we're here, man.
1: Yeah. All right. I yeah. like that. So sick, man. Positivity, man. Yeah. It's important.
0: I also we we set this podcast up because I ran into you in Shakedown Bar in Vail.
1: Yes. You
0: were grooving. You had just gotten back from a comedy show.
1: Yeah, I saw Nate Bargatze. Shout out! Still wondering who was opening the show for him. If you see this, oh. please let me know. I can't find it With out. A funny person. Yeah, I can't. I don't know his <laughs> okay. name. Couldn't look it yeah. up.
0: <laughs> but we were, we were talking earlier. Like, who are? What are some of your comedian favorite comedians? You know, type of comedy.
1: Um, Dave Chappelle's the goat. Um, he's my favorite of all time. He's more than like a comedian to me, but yeah, he's my favorite um i've just was i just watched louis ck's movie he's back so that's good uh Welcome <laughs> um, <back>. controversial <laughs> right. one of the greatest of all time yeah. Yeah. um i'd say those are probably my two favorites Uh, like uh locally there's probably the f- hardest i've ever laughed in my entire life is seeing a guy named sam talent he is a local denver stand-up comedian my my buddy shout out dave DiCiani uh from Eleven Eleven. he would hire him to dress as santa and it actually was in this house. This is my buddy, shout out Daniel Seidenfeld. This is his house that he owns before, and he rents it to me before I lived here. Come here and we do like a white elephant ex- gift exchange, you know, uh, for the holidays. It's just a bunch of friends. And we'd have this guy, Sam Talent, dress up as Santa and just kind of roast everyone and hand out the gifts or whatever. So that's how I first discovered him. And then I've seen him perform at Comedy Works a couple times. The funniest person I've ever seen. He was on tour with tim Dillon, who's another great very famous podcaster i'm sure you've heard of him yeah um and comedian but yeah sam talent if you he just he's coming to comedy work soon i don't know what the date is i think it's in october go see him
0: (laughs) sam talent so how would you describe that style of humor like what is
1: that he's just a master of stand-up i don't even know man he's he's raunchy a little bit and he's He'll roast you. His crowd work is amazing. Like half the stuff he's saying is just about the people in the room, you know? You don't even know what bits are, like what's a bit and what is just coming off the top of
0: his head. So it feels like spontaneous and
1: absolutely yeah. Big com I'm a big comedy fan. Um Denver has a great comedy scene, which I just started to really commit to and trying to go out and see a bunch like right when the pandemic hit. So I haven't I'm just kind of getting back into it now. But Denver just as much for for music, the comedy scene here is Amazing!
0: Wow, sick! Yeah, man, go
1: to Comedy Works, man. That's <laughs> awesome.
0: Is that that's a venue in Denver. Yeah. Okay.
1: Hell yeah. There's two of them. Yeah.
0: Comedy Works in Denver. Shout yeah. out. Okay. Sweet. And then going going back to music a little bit. Oh wait, did you have another Shakedown
1: thing? Bar? That's what we were talking about. Shakedown
0: Bar. Oh yeah, Shakedown Bar Vale. But yeah,
1: I love that place. Little gem in Vail. Scott Redner is the owner who also plays there weekly. Um, they kind of have like a it's, it's like a family of musicians there that will play almost every day over the season and yeah special i was playing there every thursday in a group called Cavassier. we named it um mm. good vibes up there it's fun
0: yeah it's sick check out the past in the area podcast episode scott redner shout out i will yeah, yeah. oh and, and, to, and to you guys watching scott, scott redner yeah but uh is there a favorite you know show that you've ever been to music show concert that you're like okay that that was ultimate that was all time
1: yeah i uh i have three that i always say oh wow um favorite one ever was prince who's my favorite musician of all time um we were at magic beans around we on tour years ago in chicago and we went and like we had a day off and prince was playing at the united center like where the bulls play right so we go to that show we get like nosebleeds it's like insane it's like the the prince symbol is the stage in the middle of the court what would be the court you know and it's just insane but the, that wasn't the show that was my favorite of all time he does what's called the purple after party which is like his band at like a club and he might be there and he might not and it was like we were there the second day it was a three-day run and i guess he wasn't there the first day the most Prince thing ever like the sound was bad and he just like fired the sound guy and I think he was like people are like he's in a bad mood so he didn't go the first day by the time we got there it was at the House of Blues in Chicago which is like a club you know by the time we got there he's already on stage in like a black trench coat and like sunglasses playing the funkiest music like just all like Sly and the Family Stone old school funk hits His some of his music never stopping he's jumping around the stage playing every instrument I had never seen anything like that the f- still to this day the funkiest show I've ever seen. Uh, rest in peace, Prince. That, and I got to see um, Stevie Wonder at Red Rocks, and I had like really close seats. I got to meet him after wow. with like meet and greet because my dad like was friends with his kunga player and just like, put me on the guest list. And then uh, D'Angelo at the Ogden was just wow. Oh, my God. Is
0: the Ogden in Vale? I mean, in yeah. in uh, Denver. Denver. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. That's
0: That's epic, man. Yeah. And your dad comes to these shows too. Like you guys will go to shows together sometimes.
1: He lives in Santa Fe, um, so yeah, he. I don't. I don't get to see shows with him too often. But he sat in with us before once, once or twice, I think. But
0: has he been to a Bean show?
1: Yeah, yeah. He sat. He sat in with us, and he's he's come to a few shows, like the Red Rocks one. Yeah.
0: So sick. What does what's his advice to you? Do
1: you know? Like, does he tell you just keep? Just don't stop. Yeah, just keep trying. Keep keep doing it, and to have someone who's been doing it that long, you know. Telling you to persevere is, it means a lot. Be one thing if, yeah, you have a father or whatever, someone you look up to who's like, don't do this, But I did. Look at me. You know, it's not like that. He's he's proud of me and, yeah, he wants me to keep going, so. Wow. Jimmy Russell. Jimmy Russell,
0: baby. Shout out. Do you have siblings?
1: I have two brothers, yeah. Two older brothers. Uh, They are like 10 and 12 years older than me. Same mom, different dad. Yeah. Kiff and Corey, shouts out.
0: Are they also musical? Do they do...
1: Um, so my, my brother Kiff is the one who gave me my first keyboard and he's a great piano player. Um, and they're both, they were both kind of like actors in theater for a while. So my other brother, Corey, he was a big music fan. He like showed me the Beatles and, and Nirvana and my other brother Kiff, he showed me Stevie Wonder and Earthwind and & Fire. And so they were hugely important to me as far as like my, my musical tastes. Um, and yeah. So yeah, they don't they don't really play out, they're more on the actor side. And now one of them just became a state trooper, like wow. in the last four. the law, baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a cop now. Shuts up. Yeah, shuts up, up.
0: Man. If we were to open and I'm gonna use this word iPod, if we were gonna open your like Spotify or whatever you listen yeah. to music on, what would be like the most recent listen to songs on that?
1: My algorithm is tainted by the amount of shows that i play where i'm doing cover songs Mm. like if i do a your discover discover like it's all songs that i just listened to 10 times because i was learning them you know what i mean (laughs) but um recently i don't know i listen to all sorts of shit i recently i've been listening to lake street dive a bunch uh last the last show that i saw that really blew me away of someone that i hadn't Seen before was Parcels mm. The show is incredible. If you haven't heard of them, look them up. Um, there's a lot of really awesome, like local bands that will throw on their stuff. Like Many Colors is like awesome local band. Just some, they're all my really good friends. And uh, Mama Magnolia is like a band that's, they I guess they're they're kind of Denver based. They don't all live here anymore, but they're a Denver band at heart. Some of the most ama- amazing music I've ever heard, and they're just like my friends, you know. So I try to listen to a lot of that stuff sick so people right here just making incredible music
0: is that how you find like is that how you find most of your new music is just by going to shows like meeting through the, your network or? I
1: don't know I think it's a variety of ways you, a lot of times like with parcels or something like that you hear a big buzz you know and I'm like I gotta check this out and then um, I think I fi- I do discover actually even though I was talking shit a second ago a lot of stuff on Spotify. <laughs> Spotify <is awesome. laughs> yeah, they don't pay well, but it's fun. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. That, oh, that's an issue.
1: <laughs> it's no, I don't yeah. think it's. I mean, it sucks, but the I think it's kind of counterbalanced by the like you can get if you get in that algorithm, like so many people can hear your music. You don't have to have a huge record label. Putting your stuff out, you can just record something in here, put it on Spotify. Someone can listen to it. So I think that's awesome.
0: Mm. But what is the best way to support like a musician, and artist that you like?
1: These days, buying tickets to the shows and buying merch and buying the music, however it's available. If there's if there's records available, you know, vinyls or whatever, and um, if there's a way to purchase the music directly from the artist, like on Bandcamp or something like that. But really, just shows and helping spread the buzz. If you are going to a concert, or you like a band, or if there is a band playing in your hometown and you are not there, tell, just spreading the word, word of mouth, having sending people out to just buy tickets. We pretty much all, most of us as musicians, survive on live shows these days. You know, getting a little bit from like album sales to help cover basic costs, but like as far as making a living, it's it's going out there and playing. So. Okay.
0: That makes sense. And you guys have the Beans, you guys have a couple shows coming up, right? Or like a three-day tour?
1: Yeah, Magic Beans. We just announced a three-day run in Denver at a tiny club called Lost Lake, which is, I think, kind of turned a couple heads when we announced that because it's like a very small place for us to play. Our last big show was at the Ogden, which is like a couple thousand people, and we did really well. And it was like very... We're glad we it, it was a success. It was like very high pressure, and a lot of times we'll go to the mountain towns and play at like Old Town Pub and we'll do three three nights in a row and just be this crazy energy in these small places. And we just kind of never get to do that in Denver. So we were like, we're gonna do an underplay. So we're doing three nights in a row. Um, it's November 10th, 11th, and 12th. And yeah, tickets are selling fast. So if there's still left, would you see this? Buy them. It's gonna be three nights. We got a different bands opening up each night. Uh, we got Tyler Adams' Organ Trio. Amazing Denver guy, many colors who I mentioned before, and Mister Specific, all just great local bands. We're just gonna cram people in and get sweaty and rage. <laughs>
0: Sounds sick. <laughs> and then you guys are also releasing something soon, or you guys have something in the works? We
1: just released Unzipped, which is our last record, and uh, nothing. We're working on the next release right now, recording. Okay, sick. And then you
0: have the other, the other.
1: I have, and then I have my record, which will be out soon. I I did ninety percent of it in like three months in like late 2020 and then just kind of got back to gigging and sat on it for a while. Now I'm finally, finally finishing it up, but yeah, that'll be soon out soon. And yeah, I'll probably maybe when it comes, uh, comes out, I'll come back on the show. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. yeah.
0: Hell yeah, man. Well, is there anything else that you want to share, you know, before we wrap this thing up or any last thing you
1: want to add? Man. I want to hear about you. How was your day? Yeah, well, it's, Dave, what did you do today? Was, I was
0: waiting for this, man. I was like, <laughs> just sitting by. I'm, uh, I'm studying a lot of Spanish. I Did a lot of Duolingo. Oh, know. okay. <laughs> Trying to be fluent, man. All so, right. Yeah, That's cool. But yeah, I was really, most of the day. I was like getting, you know, getting amped for this. All right. So I'm stoked because well, I appreciate been you coming over here, man. Thank you so much for having me. This has been wonderful. You're an amazing guy.
1: Thank you. You are too, man. I appreciate it, Zach. Yeah, this is a uh, this is fun. It's my first time.
0: Yeah, our first time doing a video podcast.
1: All right. Oh, lot, I didn't lot, even lot, know that. A lot of
0: firsts. A lot of firsts. So. Great. Thank you so much for being you, man, and uh, look forward to seeing what the future holds
1: for you, man. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on, man.